Good morning, good morning. Holy Spirit knows exactly how to move. Holy Spirit knows exactly what to do in us. It knows when to speak to our minds, speak to our hearts, speak to our soul, speak to our spirit, speak to our emotions. You get up at 2.50 in the morning, being led by Holy Spirit to declare and decree and increase in confidence. Something good is happening to me. Holy Spirit, I have you to push those bills to a side and say that I am blessed beyond measure. Holy Spirit, I have you to close that medicine cabinet and give God praise and give God thanks for the finished work. Holy Spirit, I put a smile on your face. We don't look like there's nothing to smile about. Holy Spirit knows the truth. Holy Spirit is the truth. Holy Spirit, not to have us to press. Holy Spirit, not to have us to pray. Holy Spirit, not to have us, you understand? To push, to press, to pray. Because of purpose. Holy Spirit, not to say, but yet, but yet, but yet. Not destroyed, but yet not forsaken, but yet not forgot about, but yet. Holy Spirit, know how to build up one's confidence. Holy Spirit, know how to have us to call things that be not. Holy Spirit, know how to do exactly what a confident know how to do. And that's how we receive the comfort through the truth. Because God dealt to every man the measure of faith. That's what we need. Because without that, it's impossible to please Him. So Holy Spirit knows how to have us to come alongside to exercise our faith. Come on, somebody. Many of us have been sitting on and standing on promises for years upon years. And you still have a praise. Nor it got to, shall to come to pass. And if you know like I know, you already better give praise because it already have came to pass. Now you're waiting for the naturally manifest, which already have been manifested. Catch that word. Holy Spirit will have us to put on a movie we about to see, pop the popcorn, get the snacks and the beverages, and all of a sudden, turn it off. Hold on, I feel something on the inside that's working this way on the outside because God is bringing about change in my life. Come on, somebody. Holy Spirit know how to elevate. Have us to deny procrastination. In this time, and during this time that we are in, many of us are having in our hearts, which God can see first, hear first, and know first, because he searched the hearts. 
That's why it's important to renew the mind to guard the heart. Not to guard the heart from not letting things in. No, to guard the heart from not letting things to escape. God said, the things that are written upon the table of your heart, keep them there. Because outside of that place are the issues of life. You don't want that to come in. It's either the issues or the solutions. Keep the solutions. Those are words of life. The problems are words of death. Set up to destroy you. But Holy Spirit know how to say, uh, uh, uh. You come too far. To begin to doubt now, uh, uh, uh. You come too far, being slow to speak. Don't be quick to speak right now. Uh-uh-uh. Don't get lazy now. Your feet will not fail you now. Leap for joy. Your change is already here. It's not changing. It changed. Manifestation is already available. It's not manifesting. We got to know the difference between the conversations. God is trying to have us to speak from ED and not ING. Because ING say words like, he's finishing. ED say words like, no, he finished it. ING say words like, he's rising. ED say words like, he has risen. ED speaks from the finished work. It speaks words of past tense. Rise, rose, and risen. Satisfy, satisfying, and satisfied. Glory, glorifying, glorified. Emphasize the ED. God says, many of our hearts are really saying to God, which he really see first, hear first, and know first. We're saying, Father, I don't know what to do right now. I don't know what to do. Because part of me is saying, it is my time. I can feel that it is. I'm hearing word and the feeling on the inside is going along with what I'm hearing. But I don't see an opportunity positioned before me to walk in that reality that I feel like I should be walking in. But because it's not available for me, maybe I need to just fall back and see what you're doing. Because I don't want to keep having my hopes to get up thinking that it's a time for me, and yet it's not. I don't want to be misled. I don't want to have a misunderstanding. I don't want to be confused. So let me fall back. And let me bring up this scripture regarding you for those who feel that way. Here goes God. 
lean not to your own understanding. What is your own understanding? And where is it coming from? The flesh. God said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. What thoughts of the flesh? My ways, what ways of the flesh? The flesh is contrary to God, not the spirit. Because according to Revelation, John the Revelator on the island of Patmos said, before there was a war in heaven, God said to Christ, now is the time to make man in our own image and in our likeness. So we are like our father. We are a split image of our God. And that's why he sent his only begotten son. Not for just us to be restored back to him. To connect us back. Because we are a part of him. We're like our father. A split image of our father. Now how would that be if there was never an opportunity to be positioned back to our true identity? And he's our God. God said that's fleshly nature. When I said thoughts are not my thoughts from that place. I said, lean not to your own understanding, meaning I don't need your help. I don't need your personal opinions. I don't need your suggestions to me because I am God all by myself. I don't need your, but God, I don't need your, hold on for a second, God. I don't know what's going on, God. I said, lean not. To your own understanding. Don't just stay right there. Read the entire passage. But in all your ways. Not fleshly ways. Godly ways. Acknowledge me. Believe in me. Trust in me. Have faith in me. That's acknowledging me. Because faith work it's patience and if patience have its perfect work you'll be blessed and entirely wanting nothing because of me and what did I say when you lean not to your own understanding but acknowledging me what does acknowledging me do it directs your path it keeps you where you need to be According to Genesis, given a description how God moves, it says God say and he saw. He said and he saw. He said and he saw and he said it was good. But you got to look what's happening in that passage. Physical manifestation. We weren't created yet. It was manifesting. 
It was from an area of God releasing physical manifestation. Let there be light and light became. That's when it goes and that's when it comes to physical manifestation. Say and see. And God instructed us, we have whatsoever we say. The power of life and death is where? In the tongue. You can speak blessings or what? Curses. But choose life. So you can have that far more what? Abundantly. And let me back it up before God began to have things manifested in the earth. Because he don't start there, nor does he stop there with saying and seeing. Because if he started by saying, where would that put? Before you entered into your mother womb, I knew you. So if he only say to see, where would that put the vision that he have to speak to bring what he saw to pass? Where would that put his word when he says, I know the plans and what comes after the plans, the thoughts that I have concerning you. So he thought about it. That's a vision. To see beyond regarding us, giving us visions to see beyond but knowing it's to come knowing it's the promise knowing that God is not a man so he see then he say then he saw what he said due to what he first thought and it becomes Now go back to Revelation, to John on the island of Patmos, a small island in Greece. God said to Christ, now it's time to make man in our own what image, our own what likeness. So we also have the ability to see what he shows us, to operate like God. We see, we say, and we saw what we see and it's what it's good Genesis only described him speaking and seeing because it was natural manifestation time it wasn't describing in the sense of him speaking and seeing before that but in the passage as we read down it goes back and forth before the foundation and when he began to create the foundation. Before the foundation, I knew you. Already know the plans and the thoughts I have concerning you. Before I speak it to see you, I already seen you. 
And that's how he wants us to be here. You said this, Father, because I seen what you said in the dream. I seen what you said in the vision. So my faith caused me to say what I seen. So if I say what I seen, I'm going to see it too in the natural. And my confession is, it is good. Every time. It's so rewarding for God to show us. We see it. We say it. And then see it. And repeat what he say when it comes to seeing what he said by us seeing first. Before we see it first. In the natural. It's good. That's how we operate here. Like our father. He don't ever just have us to speak and see without a vision because we wouldn't know what to say in order to see what we don't know what to say come to pass. And many of us are living that way. Looking somewhere else, not paying attention to his vision that he placed before us. There's no one here on this planet, God said, who doesn't have a vision because faith produces vision. Mm. Just like faith without works is dead. Why? Because you have a vision to bring what you saw in the past. You have the power. I have the power to do that. And what is that power called? Faith. So many of us walk around like we're still in the wilderness of God. And a lot of times we sounded like it. But we're not dressing and acting like it outwardly. But God not moved by the outer appearance. Because he hears the inside first. You good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm all right. But the inside is like, I'm not. Because I don't see an opportunity to walk out what God is saying. Now, what does that opportunity supposed to look like? Now, if you have specific scenarios or endeavors that you think it's supposed to be, those are limits. That's not faith. That's going off of what you're trying to see, to understand, in order to do. And that's why it's still not happening for us. He said, in the violent, take it by force. That don't mean just move out of order. That means that you say and you see and you possess what you first seen. Just like our father do. We say, as Jesus is. John 14 describes a beautiful conversation that Satan, I mean, excuse me, that Christ has, hear me Christ, that Christ has with his disciples. And it's so amazing because the disciples got frustrated. When are you going to speak to us directly in plain English? But actually in that time, it says it in King James because it's English written, but in plain, you know, Hebrew or Aramaic. Directly. How about that? Because you're speaking too many parables and we're trying to understand what you're saying, but we get half of it, but we don't understand all of it. When are we going to be able to understand what you're saying to us, Christ? He said, when the comforter come upon you, I will be out the way. Then you'll be directly back to the father where you can understand. So before Christ was, you know, to be risen, he was there in the flesh. He was pretty much our peer mediator between God and us. 
because we were disconnected due to one mind. Christ was there in the flesh. It's because of him that we will get up. But he did not physically get up in order for us to get up spiritually yet. So we had to hold fast and hear from God through him. That's why every time he said things, I don't say nothing unless I hear my father say to say to you. He don't have to say to me. I know him. You don't. Not in that state. Because now you're of the flesh. The ways of the world. Regarding a sinful nature. But it doesn't change the fact that God dealt to every man the measure of faith. They used their faith to keep walking with Christ. They used their faith. Even though doubt was present, you still can operate in your faith. You still can continue to exercise faith. Even when doubt is present, you got to deny that doubt to do what? Use faith. You got to deny that trouble to what? Use faith. You got to deny false hope to what? Use faith. You got to deny the ways of the world to do what? Use faith. And not walk by sight. And he said, when a comforter come upon you, I will be out the way between you and God because you will be brought back based upon salvation. But until salvation is available, you're going to hear from God through me and I'm going to speak to God regarding your hearts because you're disconnected. Sin disconnected you. And I am sent here to connect you back. And he started out by also saying, in my father's house, there are many mansions, but I'm going to prepare a place for you. You got to really pay attention to that statement because many of us thinking that he's going to prepare more mansions because he said there are many, but I'm going to prepare the word what? A place. And we're thinking about a, a place to live forever, a home, a residence in the kingdom. He's going to prepare some more. That's not what he meant. In my father's house, there are many mansions. Our homes already created there. Everything that we will ever need when we go back home or ever want or ever do, it's already available for us already. But God is still doing things that are new. But to him, they're not new because he's seen them already. We are encountering how good and how powerful and the mighty works our God can do. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. So what did he mean by preparing a place? It wasn't a place of residence. It was a dwelling place. I'm going to prepare a place for you and me. Because when I get up, you get up. And that confession, Jesus be the Lord over my life, there goes a connection back with God. There goes new discoveries. There goes new realms, heaven's reality. Glory upon glory, seeing what you never seen, hearing what you never heard, knowing what you never knew. He went to create what we're doing now in his presence. Receiving fresh downloads to live on earth as it is in heaven. There are 
no debts to Christ. Oh, our Father, there are no ends. There is no end. No ends. There are no ends to them. It's a continuance of forever of receiving what we have never seen. And that is eternally done. Hallelujah. Foreverly done. And that will never, ever change. Hallelujah. God wants us to talk to him from seeing already. Because when we see, we have heard it already. He don't just show us anything without gaining understanding as to hearing him by seeing him and knowing him. Lean not to our own understanding does it mean to be confused because God said I withhold no good thing. So we're not praying for what he already has shown us. Our prayers, our petitions, our declares and decrees should be based upon, Father, I pray for a better understanding to know what's actually going on that I may not even be seeing, hearing, or understanding in front of me. Not Father, I'm praying for an opportunity to go and get or for it to come and get me. It be a part of me and me be a part of it. It became a part when you saw. Before you said what you saw. So you can say what you saw and repeat what you said because of what you saw and say that it's good just like he did. But many of us stuck with just seeing. Yeah, I saw it, but I don't see it in the natural. I don't see what I saw spiritually in the natural yet, Father, so it must not be my time. No, it doesn't work that way. You see and you say. You see and you say. <laughs> you see and you say. That's how we call things that be not. Because we actually see it. Just got to say what you see. What did you dream about from God? Then say that. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. What are we saying? It's more than just saying I'm redeemed. Say what he said to you. So you can see what you said that you seen that he said to you. That's how we operate and act like our father here. It builds up our confidence. When it comes to someone at an interview, you know, on their way to an interview, on a job, I got this job, I already know. They said it because they seen themselves already in the position. It's my time for this and that. Because they said it due to them already seeing it. So many of us stopping with the seeing it and not saying it or been saying it and lost heart, lost confidence, 
lost persuasion to continue to say it until you see it. Well, I'm saying it. I'm not saying it. So let me just stop saying it. No, you say it until you see it. <laughs> it builds up your confidence. It builds up our trust. It builds up our faith. Nothing's supposed to remain the same. That's not growth. Growth is increase. Increase is going up, going higher. Somehow we just want to stay the same, but want great things to fall in our lap and bring great change. No. For the outcome, God needs our input. And what is our input? Faith. Faith is not silent. We say, those who wait on the Lord, he shall renew your strength. Waiting doesn't mean silence. Spiritually, it means silence naturally. Towards the flesh. When God instructs as to what not to do, he's speaking to the flesh, not the spirit. Many of us confusing the two. Oh, well, let me be quiet in my spirit. Let me just, you know, quiet myself and fall back and just wait. Mm-mm. And that's why it keeps repeating itself. Every year we start out, this is it. This is it. And then when middle of the year comes, okay, okay, okay. Use your faith. Use your faith. November comes. It's not happening this year. <laughs> See what I'm saying? It's 2024. That's my year. And many of us claim in 2024 already. 2023 just begun. <laughs> but one thing I'm going to tell you what not to do. Don't speak too fast. Don't tell God what he's going to do regarding any time or day. Especially if he had not shown you. Or said anything. Many of us say, this is my year for marriage. Never even talk to you about a spouse. And then the year goes by, still single. You don't want to be proven that you don't hear from God when you've given Christ your life to be in right standards with God. We don't want that. Because people are drawn by power. Because it's not by might. Listen to this. Nor by power. But because of the power being released, it's only done by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. That produces the power. That produces the might. That produces the strength. The glory. The mercy. The grace. Those are very important words. It surrounds God in and through God. And he releases it by sitting his manifested presence upon us. And his glory is seen. And his grace is seen. And his mercy is seen. Because we don't look like what we've been through. Grace is seen. Open up doors that we didn't open ourselves that no man can close. Might is seen. Still enduring, persevering. When it don't even look like in the natural to continue on any further. Strength is seen. 
temperance is present, love is present, joy is present, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, generosity, faithfulness, and what? What's the uh, what's the what's the last one? What 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 what? Self control. <laughs> Can I say one is more important than the other? Can I have one without the others? I'm trying to tell you. God said many of us are saying right now, Father, I want an apple, and I give you an apple, but you are visionizing a red apple, and I provided a green apple, but because it's a green apple, you're not paying attention. You don't see the apple because you only see the apple red. And it's right there in front of you, which means take the limits off. Father, I want this house. Okay, here's your house, this location. But I want that location. No, you asked for a house. <laughs> Many of us at the altar exchanging vows to the ones we're about to join with and asking God for a mate. Many of us, God says, are in the delivery room about to push out a beautiful child and asking God to conceive. Many of us are at a dealership and asking God for a vehicle where you have access to anyone you want. God says many of us, come on somebody, are CEOs and asking God for a job. And the point I'm making is we're already in what we expecting God to do what he already done. He's not going to give a different answer because he's not a man that he should lie. He don't change his mind. So we lean not to our own understanding. That means stop trying to get him to change his mind. He instructed us, let your yeas be yeas and your nays be nays. If you're not sure, just say if the Lord's will permit. Hallelujah. God give me the words home improvement. Home improvement. Because the thing is, whatever we believe in God to do, our lives should resemble that. That we are that determined, have that much faith, that much excited and ready and open for at any time for it to be a part of my life that I made the adjustments for it to come on. Because many of us want it, want it, want it, but our lives, you know, home improvement, us, and even our environment at home may not be ready because we did not allow the process to finish to become ready for those things to come. Not going to send a new place if you're stuck in the old place. Not going to give you a new person if you don't know who you are. Many of us get what we want and stop right there. Not even aware that he's going to do much more than that. Many of us say to God, I'm good with a spouse, a house, a job. Maybe kids, maybe not. If they have some, if I have, it doesn't even matter. We're good like that. And that's a mediocre lifestyle. That's not even written in the last book of life about you. That's not even in your bio in the kingdom. 
See, in the earth, in Hollywood, they have a hall of fame. In the kingdom, there's a wall of fame. I've seen it. It's a wall of fame for those who have accomplished what's written down. Nothing missing, lacking, or broken. And honestly, I didn't see too many because God didn't want me to see. He just wanted me to see that specific section. Because I've been tagged from that person God showed me to finish my assignment in this generation like that person did. And every time when God revealed to us and to have us to stir ourselves up or to build up our confidence about what he actually called us to do, what is bigger than us, because things are, you know, regarding God are bigger than us. Because it causes us to step out of our nature, fleshly nature, the natural way of doing things. And God is really having us to see the significance of why we're here. And he will show us so many signs, so many dreams as to the significance to be released why you are here, seeing the significance, hearing the significance, and knowing the significance on why we are here. So God is saying to say to you, your prayers must be honest, heartfelt. James 5.16, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. A genuine, heartfelt, an open Honest prayer, a veil of much. Father, I don't know what to do right now. But don't say, Father, I need your help. Because we don't come to God hoping that he is God. And the word is say, come to God knowing that he is. So it changed from help me, Father, to knowing that I have already been helped. Because everything I'm seeking God to do or to get done, he already done his part. God said, a lot of us are pretty much saying to him in prayer, you know, I'm symbolically speaking, you know, metaphorically speaking, because we're not directly saying this, but our body language, our heart, our emotions are saying this to God. Father, I want a cake. Okay. Can you get the ingredients for me? Sure. Can you bake it for me? Of course I will. Okay, Father, can you turn up the, you know, the oven to bake it? Of course. Can you decorate it? Yeah. Can you put it on a plate? Sure. Can you cut them in these sections and leave these type of, you know, portions aside? Sure. And here come God. Do you want me to eat it too? That's how God feels regarding us who are feeling these ways right now by waiting for opportunities to represent that have been presented already. God says, it sounds like this. I have given you the dreams. I've given you the visions. I've given you the signs. I've given you confirmation, clarification, among confirmation and more clarification. Do you want me to walk it out too for you? 
Do you want me to possess the promises that I have given you too? Do you want me to lead you and walk by myself as you too? Hallelujah. So, if you don't know what to do, God say, do this. Be honest. That's what they do. Go to him with honesty, boldly, with the audacity. Father, I don't know what to do. You got to be that bold. I don't know what to do, Father. I know I've been helped. I know I am risen. I know I am seated. I know you've provided me the visions, the dreams, and the signs. But, Father... I don't know what to do right now. Can you show me what I'm not aware of? If I'm missing something, not hearing or not seeing anything about if I'm just in the way of me just encountering, Father, can you reveal it to me, please? He's not going to wait to do that. He may do that before you even ask because he see your heart before you even open your mouth that that's in your heart. So let me go ahead and release. I'm trying to tell you. You ever had somebody do something before you even open your mouth to ask? Oh, I was about to say, already know. <laughs> you understand? God said, give this dream. There was this huge place. And there were a lot of people coming out all over to hear a word of instruction from God. The back of the place was more packed than any place, the middle or the front. And I didn't see any seats available to sit like in the midsection because I'm not the person that go too far up front. I like to sit in the middle, not too far in the back, not too close in the front because I don't want people tall sitting in front of me because sometimes it can happen and I cannot see anything. And I said, okay, I'm looking in the middle for a seat. There were no seats for me, but I knew I had to be there to hear a word from the Lord. So I was like, where am I going to sit? Then all of a sudden, I was ushered by angels to sit on the second row to the front because the front row, front row was for, you know, the speakers that was going to speak. And I was on the row behind them. And I was like, this is too close to the front. But there were nowhere else to sit. There was nothing, nowhere else, excuse me, nothing, no one, Nothing, no one, no chairs, nothing available for no one else to sit but right there. And everybody else was already there pretty much. It was, that place was packed. So I'm like, okay, they didn't get started yet. Okay, might as well just sit here. It's the only seats available. I was like, Father, I'm looking around. Is there any seats like behind me? God said, and the last shall be made first. 
There's no escape in that. There is no talking ourselves out of that. There's no walking away from it. Because I didn't have no other seats around to even make a decision. It was only those seats right there. God don't make mistakes. He delivered us from making ours without him. And that's why the back was so packed. Because many from the front had to go to the back. But guess what? No one was upset about it. They was like, I'd rather be in the back than not be here at all. It was nothing but a level of maturity present in this big place. Then all of a sudden, a beautiful woman of God looked at me and was like, you? I know this is God because you don't sit up close and personal like this. This is not you. This got to be God. You don't normally sit here. So I know this is God. I know this is your time. I know God is elevating you. I know you're here because of him. Let me tell you this, girl. Let me tell you, God knows how to shift an atmosphere. This same person way back was saying, you will never be anything. You won't get but so far. You don't have anything. Belittling me very, very harshly. But I denied those words every time. Because God will have the person to confess what it really is. I wish I could be free like you. You are so free-spirited. Look how you testify so openly about what God delivered you from, what God is doing in your life. I wish I can do that, but I don't want no one to look at my faults in my past and consider it to be my present and future. You don't have to please people. God is well-pleased. I know that, but I don't want them, I want them to see me as to how I am now. So what led you to this point and who led you to this point? We can't rob or think we can rob God from glory. Holding back a testimony because you're afraid that people are going to dishonor you, that means that you're not in this for him, you're in this for you. Well, since you put it like that, well, let me testify to you then. Sure. And when the person testified, I was like, I can see that. <laughs> I can see you doing that. <laughs> you still have a little of that in you. <laughs> but in the kingdom way. Because the devil tried to use, you know, have us to use what God created for us to use against him. To use against ourselves and against others. In a demonic way. But there goes God. Use that very thing that he already placed within us. That Satan meant for evil. God used that very same thing. And use it for our good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Joseph had confidence in his anointing. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Joseph had confidence in his anointing. And his anointing was to interpret dreams. And that same gift the devil tried to use against him. Because the last dreams that he was telling his brothers, it really ticked them off. Oh, now we got to bow down. Father, do you hear this nonsense? I can't stand Joseph. Us kneeling down before him, even Jacob said, Joseph, now you went too far. And it caused their anger to become rage, along with the coat of many colors. And they thought it would be a good idea to kill him. But Judah was like, no. Naphtali, Zebulon, God, Asher, no. We're not. He's our blood. We can't kill him because we can't kill purpose. Even if someone can have the thought can't kill purpose. Joseph had confidence. Even though he knew his brothers hated him, he still, hey brothers, can I help? He had confidence. He did not allow their evil endeavors to rob him of his confidence. But the devil used it against him. Had them to sell him, betray him, Hallelujah. Even his confidence had, you know, the man who he bought in the house with him, you know, the chief officer, they went from his wife having feelings, lustful feelings for Joseph due to his confidence because the way how he spoke and the way how he carried himself. They saw a difference. No one talks like you. No one walks like you. No one. You stand out, Joseph. She liked it. He denied her. That never happened before. His confidence got him thrown in prison. He interpreted it, still using his confidence, with the dreams. Don't forget about me, guys. Okay. Well, at least you, because I prophesied that you about to be beheaded and the crow is going to eat from your head. But you don't forget me. But he didn't say that to the guy. I'm sure he didn't say <laughs> My God. My God. He didn't believe him. He got, in fact, he got angry. Wanted to fight Joseph. How dare you prophesy a death to me? And moments leading up to it, he began to think about Joseph. And wish he was still in that cell with Joseph. Two years later, there goes Joseph with his confidence again, releasing the dream. Now his confidence caused his family to be restored. Joseph restored. God said, confidence, it builds up your faith, my faith, our trusting and believing. And in his dream, that same sister that belittled me way back was the same one that said, hey, what's up, you up? Okay, this is God. 
I heard her heart. Wow, this is God. Because she don't sit. She don't. Can I have a hug? Sure, you can have a hug. No, I've given her a hug. I have given her a hug. And all of a sudden, she said, pay close attention. Pay very close attention to the guest speaker to hear what she has to say. Because I'm believing her to say what I'm believing God to do. I said, okay. And she began to confess what she believed in. Oh, okay. But her believing was coming from ING and not ED, waiting for God to do and not come from a place of knowing that he already have done it. So I said, okay, you're there, but you're not all the way there yet with your believing. But you're in the right place, though. Of course, I didn't say that. And then here come God with his intentions. Go to the restroom, Quenisha. I go to the restroom. I get approached by this lady. Hello, how are you? Hello, how are you? Isn't it awesome what's about to happen in this place? Oh yeah, I already can feel it. Speaking past tense. Before she even finished her sentence. Can't you feel what's about to happen? Oh yeah, I already feel it before we do. And she looked at me, mm. And I looked at her, mm. <laughs> and I went back to sit down. God said, go back to the bathroom again, Quenisha. I go back to the bathroom. I don't even have to use it. Okay, God. I get a phone call. Hello? Hey. I was like, hello? You don't ask no one, how you get my number? You just like, okay, hello, how are you? Yes, I'm the woman that you just passed in the hallway. When you say you already felt what already taken place in the place? Yeah, yeah, I'm the guest speaker. Okay, nice to meet you. What are you expecting God to do? I say, what I'm expecting God to do is to do what he already said to me. To manifest that in the natural. And that is heaven's reality. Hmm. I'm your new connection. Okay. You're going to be hearing from me. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Because you know who God is. Because you speak like you know. Those words only come from a person who know him. You don't refer to God only in the past and the present. You speak to God from the finished work, the future. You speak to God from him being the author and the finisher of your faith. Yeah. You will be hearing from me. I need people like you around me. Okay, sure. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Went back to my seat and there goes the speaker. Then everybody was like, oh, she's in the house. She's in the house. We about to hear from heaven. 
and no one knew about the encounter that her and I just had, but was about to see it manifest due to us connecting together naturally because of a spiritual download from the kingdom. Words of wisdom. When we say we're waiting on God, that doesn't mean physical at all, nothing physical. It doesn't mean just sit, be quiet. Because who else are we following when we say Christ be our Lord? We receive the free gift of salvation. So who else are we waiting on? He know we're waiting on him. We're not doing things of the world anymore. We're not doing things of ourselves anymore. So who else are we under? Waiting means steadfast. Stand firm. Don't quit. It doesn't mean physically don't move. It means spiritually don't move. We confuse what's of the spirit he's saying. And we're taking it naturally. But it cannot manifest naturally unless we first receive it spiritually. I did not once think in my mind, how does she get my number? She's supposed to have access to a number. Just like we have access to people who God lead us to connect with. We be led to get that number. Now, I'm not going to ask her, how you get my number? How do you even know me? Why would, that would frustrate the grace. No, you received the open invitation. With confidence, I was expecting you to call. Not even speaking detail by detail. No, I'm expecting miracle signs and wonders. So this call was in my expectation. Regarding my expectation. I have the confidence to know that at any time, anything can happen to me according to God's will. I'm not thinking about tomorrow and I'm not going to give up today if I don't physically see manifestation. I'm just going to keep saying what he said until I see what he said, which I already seen because he already shown me. He's not showing me. He's shown me. Like he's shown you. So if you want God to release clarification because you don't understand, just say that, Father, I don't know what to do. I don't know whether to jump, wait, sit, holler, leap. How about give thanks to what he already said? Because that is what you're about to see. But you have to speak what he already released. He's not going to speak what he already said because he don't have to redo what he already done. Hallelujah. That woman made sure she found my number. And, call, and that's how much God works in order. He wasn't going to have me to take that call on the front line like that in front of people, you know, like that. That would have been so out of order. No, he politely had me to go to the restroom to excuse myself to take the call. Hmm. Walking right into the blessings. That Those are rams in the bush. Preparation upon preparation. Hallelujah. I was rushing because the time was running out to release about the ram in the bush. Let me just quickly explain. A ram in the bush is when God placed things 
people and places in our path when it's necessary for the next portion of the journey. He knows when to act. That's all a ram in the bush mean. I'm providing things before you so you can continue on. And that's how things fall in place in perfect harmony. Knowing that every step I'm taking, he's providing before me. Not me standing there or you standing there waiting to see in order to do what we have to do in order to see. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I love you.